You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome into another edition of Inside Carolina on the beat live, live at the Smith Center in the shadow of the Smith Center. Adam Smith with the uh, recommendation to come back here where it's <laughs> nice and quiet. A little bit of a wild goose chase. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is true boots on the ground reporting here. I mean, this is as yeah, live as it gets. This is as live as it gets, you know, true boots on the ground reporting. I've got Adam. I've got Jeremiah. Of course, I'm Tommy Ashley. We're sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt and Congruity HR get all your hr needs with congruity hr front slash or excuse me congruityhr.com front slash tarheels to get your free assessment guys today was unc's basketball media day hubert davis met with the media got to speak with each individual player mm-hmm. and also got to see a little bit of practice adam just your first takeaways on what you saw today i thought hubert is sort of come into his own a little bit more. In fact, he said it in the press conference. I'm the head coach. <laughs> when somebody asked him a question about the way they're going to do things. It was a little cranky today. Uh, you know, I, I shouldn't say cranky. He was a little cagey today. But, uh, yeah, it's year three of Hubert Davis, and I thought I thought one of the things, Tommy, that we, that we came in today thinking about was that it has been a, a pretty quiet off season for the Tar Heels, particularly compared to – Last offseason when they're coming off the Final Four in the National Championship run, I mean, you have not seen these guys out in the social media streets. You have not seen barely any interviews. Granted, there's only four returning players from last season's team, but you really haven't seen them. And I I said to a couple guys today, I was like, you guys have been laying low a little bit. Um, And Armando Baycott, obviously, uh, the ever-quotable Armando Baycott had a great line where he said, uh, thought they were a little too Hollywood. last off season um so is is and as seth trimble said put their head down and they've gone to work so it's that that was one of sort of the the notions we came into today with and it was a question we were asking to the players because like you said we got all 11 players and there's seven newcomers five transfers two freshmen so that was sort of a question to ask and um and jeremiah and i were talking about it i asked hubert about it a little bit and he interrupted me and said i like that mm-hmm. about the quiet um so that, that's sort of a something to keep in mind, I think, if you're a Carolina fan, just the differences uh, in the noise last year at this time in October and the noise this year in this October. Big, big difference. Yeah, absolutely. We sort of see how that played out over the course of last season. Jeremiah, one thing that was interesting to me as I watched the players being interviewed is the number of reporters coming up and asking, uh, 
can you point me towards Harrison Ingram? Uh, can you tell me which one's Paxson Wojcik? <laughs> to Adam's point about the newcomers, this team is loaded with newcomers being Elliot Cadeau and Zayden High and plus the four transfers. Just a lot of new faces here in Chapel Hill. Yeah, certainly. You're probably going to ESPN and GoHeels.com a lot more often than you used to just being like, what number is he? What number is who is this? You know what I mean? Like, it's just so many. It's so much. It's so new. Uh, really only the four, uh, you know, returning players. I actually had a chance to talk to Jalen Washington. I was like, man, you're, you're one of the most experienced players on this team you know because you were uh, one of the returning players um, when you look at it this is a UNC team that has a lot of college basketball experience but they don't have a lot of experience playing together you know so you still have several three four-year guys but they just came from Brown and Notre Dame and Stanford and, and places like that um, obviously you know you still have a couple of of young guys with you know Cadeau and and with Zayden High being your true freshman but uh, I think this team really looks a lot more you know, like a team kind of constructed in Hubert Davis's image, if uh, if that kind of makes sense, because yeah. you know it's not as many Roy Williams kind of rollovers or or, uh, or leftovers, so to speak. And you really went out and got guys in the transfer portal that you wanted to you know be able to space the floor and you wanted to be able to do uh, different things. And again, not a ton of uh, young guys. So this is a team where he looks at it and he says. He goes in the portal knowing exactly what he wants. Like, I want a guy that can shoot. I want a guy that can kind of handle the ball. I want a guy that's going to be able to go out and rebound and do it now. Uh, and so this is a UNC team that has a lot of college basketball experience, but we will see how the on-court chemistry plays out, you know, once we really get to see them, uh, you know, on the court in a, in a real game. Yeah, and that's the thing. They've been together all summer, and they've practiced a lot. And, and you know, while it's the official start or whatever, um, they've been together. But one thing that was interesting to me, to Jeremiah's point, is you recruit high school guys. You kind of know what you're getting a little bit, but they're high school, right? They're 17, 18, 19 years old. But when you go to the transfer portal, Adam, you can sort of see a guy that's been – out in the open for four years in Cormac yeah. Ryan's, Paxson Wojcik's, Harrison Ingram's been around for a long time. Um, Okonkwu from West Virginia, you, you sort of know what he is, but Hubert was able to go out and say, need shooting, give me a give me a Cormac, give me a Paxson, need, need some ball handling, give me a Harrison Ingram, need some dog and some rebounding to help Baycott. Let's go to West Virginia to find that Some guy. Dog. It, it, it sort of, hey, <laughs> in, in the open part of, of the practice that we got to see, uh, he did not back down from Armando Baycott, and that's going to be an interesting battle. He's an energy guy. It, it, yeah. it will certainly make Baycott better because Baycott has struggled. But anyway, back, back to going to the portal. He seems to have gotten, Hubert Davis that is, seems to have gotten the exact pieces that this team missed for you know last year and even the year before, really. Um, to have a, a complete roster going into the season. Yeah, I think absolutely. I think that the way he went about it in the portal, you see what, without even having seen Carolina play last year, which we all saw them play, but if you saw what they addressed in the portal with the shooting and the and you know the the passing and and things of that nature, um, you think you know it. it you understand what Hubert Davis was looking for. I mean, like I was actually thinking as you were setting it up there, it's like kind of the way I try to do my Christmas shopping. I tried to go get rather than shop. I tried to <laughs> have an idea, go get it, 
boom, I'm back out. I'm trying not to exactly like shop around and, It's kind of scary how similar we are, right? Because I don't shop. You're a great role model. I I don't know about that. I'm I'm just the old guy, but I buy. I don't shop. Right. I'm trying to get. I'm not trying to (laughs) necessarily stroll around and have an afternoon. Um, But interesting, you know, like you, you were mentioning, we got to see what, the first 20 minutes of practice. Um, interesting note. I mean, there's a little bit of news here. I think um, neither Seth Trimble nor Jalen Withers practiced today. They were on the uh, the exercise bikes, the stationary bikes for the 20 minutes we got to see. I think you know. I think we've posted it. I think Ben Sherman posted it on the message boards. Uh, minor leg injuries for both. So neither one of those guys practiced today. Um, but yeah, I mean, along with the people from the portal that they got, the five guys. These are older dudes, experienced dudes. I think if you count it up, five dudes on this team have been a captain on a team before. I think that's right if we go back and check it. Um, So, yeah, yeah, it's not not like a Fab Five type situation where you're bringing in 18-year-old guys. I think Jeremiah looked it up, but Cormac Ryan's 25 years old. (laughs) So... um, so yeah, I mean, I I, th- I think the pieces are there. I mean, we're gonna have to see how this thing plays out. I mean, it's been a it's been a complete overhaul of the roster, and it's probably very much a process. We're sitting here on October the sixth, right? Yep. They play a game in one month. November the sixth is a season opener against Radford. Um, so there's a long way to go, and this season definitely the seasons definitely are a journey and not a sprint. But I do think they have some really nice pieces. I think they could be deeper. I think they're obviously improved shooting. I think that the ball is not going to stick. As Hubert said today, I think they're going to play faster or they at least want to play faster. So I think there's a lot to look forward to um, with this completely new, what remade Carolina team. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it it is completely different. I was joking about it earlier, but you've got guys on there. You know, once upon a time in college athletics, and Adam, uh, we're the old guys here, (laughs) you know, you knew a guy from when he was recruited, signed, and then he was a senior. Now you've got these guys coming in. And you mentioned the old 25. I mean, these Paxson Wojcik looks like a guy that hurts the old dudes at the Y. You know, he's one of those college guys that he's out of college. He's not quite grown yet, but he, he's, he looks grown, and then he just wears you out. Right, he's getting off at 5 o'clock, or he's playing on his lunch hour from the job, and he is wearing somebody out at the Y. Absolutely. And, and you think, I can take this guy, and then he just does damage. I think he's going to play, and he's going to play a significant role, which brings me to my question to you, Jeremiah. In the open part of the practice, I thought it was interesting. Um, they trotted out the first five, I guess you want to say. Obviously, the lineups aren't set yet, and with Trimble and Withers, not participating, it sort of shakes things up. But R.J. Davis and Romando, of course, are on the first first team, quote-unquote. Then you've got Ryan and Wojcik along with Harrison Ingram. That was an interesting, quote, starting five there we saw today. Yeah, certainly. Um, and I do agree that the injuries to Trimble and Withers may impact some things. But really, when you looked at that lineup, R.J. still was the main guy handling the ball. He was really at that point guard. Harrison Ingram really was at that four position, uh, especially when they were – even before they started scrimmage, they were doing some plays – uh, you know, just, you know, mock little plays. They had Ingram down there on the block a lot of times, even with Armando. Um, I think what that allows you to do, you have really three ball handlers, three true ball handlers in there, RJ, Cormac Ryan, and Harrison Ingram, who takes on the, the point forward role at times, or at least at times he did um, at Stanford. So you're going to be able to really swing it, really move it to Adams point. The ball's not going to sit uh, nearly as often as it does. I think Cormac Ryan's going to be at least – 
probably the second leading scorer on this team just because of the way that he's going to be able to shoot the ball. I mean, when we watched the open practice, <laughs> RJ and Cormac took the most shots. Yep. I don't remember Armando taking more than two, three. I mean, maybe took a few more. I don't remember him taking a ton of shots. Um, but really it was those guys, you know, kind of being able to, you know, move the ball around a little bit. Um, Armando's still going to do what he does. He's still got, I guess we got something flying over us. Yeah, I don't know. Really, uh, <laughs> yeah, flight, probably. Yeah. I suppose so, yeah. Hopefully the mic is, uh, you know, picking me up a little bit, man. But, uh, <laughs> nah, but seriously, I mean, Amarno, he's going to average his usual double-double for sure. Um, I could see R.J. Davis probably being leading scorer, second leading scorer. But, um, and then when you look at that second unit, more of the younger guys were on there. So Elliot Cadeau was running the point guard for them. Zayden High was over there. Um, Okonko was also on that unit, too. Um, you know, so... I think when you when you look at the the dynamics of this team, no, maybe the lineups aren't quite set yet. I thought we did get a decent taste of like maybe what a closing lineup would look like, you know, for some games. I mean, I would imagine if you're closing, you would want R.J. Baycott, Ingram, Wojcik, and and Cormac. You know, you might do a little bit of offense, defense. You might get different guys in there too. Yeah. Um, but I could see that being a, a closing lineup for most games. So I think they're still working out the kinks a little bit. You know, there was. A little bit of, uh, you know, imperfections on the, on the court. We saw that, but we did also see, you know, a guy like Cormac Ryan being able to step outside, knock down a three. RJ still has the ability to step out and knock down some threes. Um, so, you know, I think based on what we saw today, it's a nice little sample size before that preseason game to see, the, you know, maybe some or even live action to see just kind of some of the ideas that they have for that offense. Yeah. That's a little taste. I know you like those Cormac Ryan threes. I know you did. I'm Edge telling you. Uh, hot Pure. take. Hot take. Pure. Cormac Ryan. Leads the team in scoring. <laughs> Come on, Ty. Come on, Ted. Well, it is a hot <laughs> take. Okay, it's a hot take. It is a hot take. It is a hot take. It's not a bad take at all. I, I think <laughs> Armando Baycott's going to get his numbers. R.J. Davis will get his numbers. Um, a lot of people are going to talk about Elliot Cadeau over and over, but I think Cormac Ryan, from what I saw today um, and what I've heard about him today, he is the type guy you want on your team. And, and to the point, I, I think one of the other media members asked – Hubert Davis in the press conference, and if you haven't checked out the press conference, check it out at Inside Carolina and all the player interviews. Um, but he was that guy that you didn't want to play against, mm -hmm. yeah. and Wojcik was as well. But he was the guy that you hated playing against, and now he plays with you. Um, I just think he's going to be a difference maker on the toughest toughness level for this team and, and the, the attitude, the positive attitude on the team. But let me ask you a question that I saw. And Hubert Davis mentioned it. And I think this is big. They want to go faster this year. Fast, fast, fast. I believe he yelled at Elliot Cadeau one time, yeah. if I was, if I heard that correctly, telling him to speed mm -hmm. up and go faster. Your take on that and also on Cadeau being on the second team as a freshman. That that was a big take of mine, was the Cadeau thing. When Jeremiah was rolling through who the first five were, Elliot Cadeau was not one of the first five. Mm -hmm. Now, again, it is October the 6th. Um, but that, to me, was something that stood out. Um, you uh, you want to talk about knee-jerk reactions? We could have a couple knee-jerk reactions here because in the 20 minutes of the stuff that we saw, I think I had – we took took the notes on the pad. I think I had Cadeau for two turnovers and three bad missed shots. Might have been two missed shots. But he didn't look great. He didn't, Whereas Cormac Ryan looked wonderful. And I believe R.J. Davis didn't miss either, if I've got that right. He missed maybe one. Did, uh, um, and, and, and it's the difference between a freshman yeah. and a 
grown man's fifth and sixth year guy. Right? Now, Cadeau did have the, the, one of the last plays we got to see was Cadeau got into the lane, which he is not shy about doing that. One of his turnovers where he penetrated, tried to hit a walk on on a backdoor. It was either Rob Landry or Dewey, Dewey Ferris. I can't remember who it was. Mm-hmm. Was it Rob? Um, he tried to hit him with a little bit of a no look on, on a backdoor, and the pass was just too hot for him. He couldn't. He couldn't get it. But one of the last things we saw was Cadeau get a rebound of his own miss in the lane. He gave a little up fake like this, got Armando Bacata off his feet. He did a little flyby, <laughs> and then he went back up and scored. It was a very heady, crafty play for a guy who's, what, six foot, six one. Um, so I, I definitely do not want to criticize him from 20 minutes of a, of a practice that we saw uh, in the first couple of days of October. But, yes, I do think that that was something that stood out to me was – you had R.J. Davis running the point for the ones. You had Cormac Ryan and Paxson Wojcik on the wings. You had Harrison Ingram at the small ball four and Armando at the five. When Withers is healthy, is he the four? And you bump Wojcik out and you've got Ingram and Ryan on the wings? I don't know. Certainly, it sounds like from talking to people today and the things that we've heard, Hubert wants to play R.J. and Cadeau together sometimes. Yep. Uh, you know, We heard today that, that R.J.'s played the two some. Uh, which really hasn't happened much since his true true freshman wearing football mode. Since his freshman <laughs> year when, you know, we're sort of trying Caleb Love as the point guard and, and yeah. R.J. would play off the ball, which that changed after a while. But, yeah, I think, you know, I hate to be like an old uh, – an old <laughs> – Own it. Uh, uh, Own it. Uh, an old get-off-my-lawn guy. But <laughs> no, there is no coach in America in football or basketball that says we want to play slower. Absolutely no coach says that. It's something you hear – Every year in the preseason, we want to play fast. We want to go fast. We want to put stress on the defense. We want to get up and down. Literally everyone says it. You know, Tony Bennett probably said it when he was introduced at UVA. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think that is definitely a goal. I think they would, it would behoove them to do that because they got stuck sometimes last year. Those possessions, the shot clock winding down, and Caleb Love backing up, backing up, backing up. Um, so, yeah, I think if they played faster – it would certainly help it, and, and I, I think they, I think these guys want to do that after some of the things they went through last year. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Absolutely. And with playing faster brings in the depth aspect of it. And, and Hubert was asked about playing the bench <laughs> and he bristled a little bit and he said, guys, I don't have a set rotation. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. I don't, I don't I play who earns it basically. And, and Hubert's, you know, he said that for two he years. He was now. a little feisty about that, wasn't he? He was. And it was interesting, you know, that, that he is sort of, he, he says a lot of the same things a lot. You know, he's got his sayings that he talks yeah. about. But, but today I felt like he was more um, direct with people, including the head coach comment earlier um, when he was asked about um, – and this was an interesting take, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong. Last year he allowed players to put on a list, r write down what they wanted – from the season or, or their goals for he the season. He asked them to do that. Yeah, he, he gave them a homework assignment and said, yeah. put down on this piece of paper what we need to accomplish here. And this year, he didn't give them that option. Yeah. He put it down. Yeah, he, 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 he said, was a teacher's choice. <laughs> yeah. he, he said, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And somebody asked why. And he paused and he said, because I'm the head coach. And he moved on about it. But let's talk about the depth aspect of it. Uh, he's got players now. He can go eight to ten deep, I think, and not lose a ton. Um, the question is, Jeremiah, will he? <laughs> yeah. um, that's going to be the interesting take, I guess, leading up to the, the first few games. When you look at you, uh, Hubert Davis's teams the last two years, I think a lot of the conversation around the bench was we don't really know what these guys can do. So Puff Johnson is a a sophomore when he takes the you know takes the realm or takes the uh, the helm. You see a little bit of Puff Johnson. He has his moments. He played well in the NC State game a few years ago. But you don't. He doesn't get big minutes a lot. Uh, Demarco Dunn didn't get big minutes. Dontre Styles didn't get big minutes. Um, but since this team has so many transfers that were leading scores and second leading scores at these other teams. We know what they can do, um, and we've seen them in game. Well, m maybe we haven't. We don't study, you know, Brown necessarily. <laughs> but the coaching staff, or they've seen it in real games. Like, they've seen it play out. Even They've seen it against, you know, I mean, Jalen Withers has played UNC a couple times. Yeah. Uh, Wojcik had 14, 15 a few years ago. We all know Cormac Ryan has played UNC forever. a few yeah. times forever. Yeah. So they've seen these guys in real game situations, and I think that kind of uh, – provides an extra added little trust uh, just with, with those, you know, different guys. Absolutely. I don't know that we'll see Iron 5 a ton. <laughs> um, the evidence shows that, you know, yes, he does like to go, you know, mostly five guys for, you know, the same five guys for the whole game. That's what the evidence uh, shows. But I think uh, the, the depth that they have, a lot of that is because, you know, they've seen those guys play. Mm -hmm. They know exactly what they can do. And yeah, and, and just the different things that they'll be able to do. Um, so we'll see. And when you do like to run, you know, as fast pace as they do, there's not a lot of time for stopping and getting it. And that's that's part of it, too. Um, you know, if you do have some sort of synergy kind of out there on the court, you do tend to coaches do tend to kind of leave those guys in and right. just kind of say, hey, like this lineup is working right now. Um, the challenge will be to see when those lineups aren't working, you know, kind of figuring out what is. I think we talked about it on the on the beat. Uh, earlier this week, or maybe it was uh, last week when the basketball schedule came out, but there's not a ton of, you know, warm-up games for UNC because they have the three games at home that's non-conference, then they go to the Bahamas, and they eventually play Tennessee and UConn and, and Kentucky. So um, I think early on this season, we're going to have to really see, you know, which pieces kind of, you know, mix and match the best. And again, we got to 
a little bit of a preview for that of just kind of the types of players they want in there at a given time. Uh, but we'll see what uh, what these different guys do this year. Yeah, it's going to be one of those things that we talk about forever. Um, Adam checking out the – Just making uh, sure. Yeah, we've, we've, we've got some walkers coming by. Maybe we'll have some fans here on the live show. Um, speaking of live shows, if you're listening to this before Saturday, come to the Bowls a lot, 1230 to 230. Check out the pregame. Adam, last final thoughts before we get out of here. North Carolina's media day is done. It's in a wrap. And uh, wait a minute. We got food. We got the kebabs. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and get also bring. boys back here. Yeah, bring food. <laughs> <laughs> Look like some pineapples and yeah. stuff. Uh, what do you think? Overall thoughts, closing thoughts on this today. North Carolina getting underway officially for the 23-24 season. I, I expect them to go 40 and 0 win the national championship, Tommy. I mean, <laughs> he's going he's to assume my role of the eternal optimist. Well, I, why don't this is I we hadn't planned this a little, little unscripted here today, obviously, uh, out in the elements. But uh, we could quickly between Jeremiah and I maybe mention some of the more interesting things that we heard today from some guys. We had different guys we were assigned to talk to, and one of the guys I talked to was a Conquo, James Conquo from West Virginia who was overseas competing in a FIBA tournament when he committed out of the portal to come to UNC. He did not visit in person until he was after, until he was committed afterward. I mean, this was like one of these COVID era recruitments Absolutely. where uh, I asked him, I said, well, so, I mean, I assume you got, this was a lot of FaceTime. And he said, Eric Hoots, director of basketball operations, he said, I FaceTimed more with Eric Hoots than anyone I've ever FaceTimed in my life. <laughs> and he, ha- he also has – my voice does not do it justice. as that beautiful English English accent. It, everything sounds lovely coming out of uh, <laughs> his mouth. But he was, he was a fun guy to talk to. I think Carolina fans are really going to like uh, the edge that he plays with and the energy that he brings. And also just – I'm telling you, it's a really nice personality on the guy. Um, you know, it's just interesting talking to him about the speed dating aspect. Um, and he, he said, uh, I, I asked him something along the lines of, you know, what were your, what was your view or opinion of UNC basketball before you got here and after you got here? He's like, oh, you know, I always knew that, you know, Carolina was one of the blue blood programs. But he said, then I walked out the tunnel for the first time and I just kept looking up and up and up and up, you know, and, Almost sounded like someone like visiting New York for the first time, you know, or something. Um, but he was he was very fun. Had a, a revealing conversation I thought with Seth Trimble about all the work that he's put in on trying to repair his jump shot. Uh, it sounds like he and Jeff, assistant coach Jeff Lebo, have worked very hard. And it sounded like they sat down him, his parents, Coach Lebo, Hubert Davis, and it sounded like they had some maybe uncomfortable conversations uh, after last season. And it sounded like Seth really got to work. I, I, I don't know how much Seth Trimble – I don't think he's going to average 15 points a game on this team, but I think he's a story, another maybe underdog type thing that, that Carolina fans uh, got to pull for. I mean, he talked about some of the hard days he had changing his shot and trying to really iron it out there. And it sounds like he's really worked hard. So those were two guys. I also talked to Harrison Ingram, who seems to be just yeah. a beautiful person. I mean, yeah. highly intelligent, make you feel dumb just talking to him. <laughs> I mean, this guy could this guy could sit down here and dominate a conversation between us. No offense to, to you guys, but um, those were some interesting talks I had. I don't know if, if – No, I mean, I sat there and watched uh, – I stood with Ben and watched you guys do your stuff and sort of sat back and, and just observed it all. Jeremiah, just a couple couple things for you on 
you know, these player interviews, rarely do you get an opportunity to talk to these guys when it's not after a game mm -hmm. or not before a big game. Yeah. It's just like it's a more laid back conversation that you can have about, you know, your jump shot. Controlled or, environment. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's not about, you know, you shot three for 14 tonight or, you know, you made this shot or that. What did you take away today from talking to these guys? Yeah, certainly. Uh, I know one thing that was uh, interesting, I got to talk to Zayden High. He actually was the first person I, uh, that I talked to. But just kind of, you know, the adjustment from, you know, high school to college. He was saying some of it's been pretty similar because he had, you know, prep school experience and things like that. So he had some, uh, you know, experience there. But, I mean, you know, it's definitely kind of grown men that you go against. And in college, you're going against the very experienced Armando Baycott, you know what I mean, going to his – fifth year so he talked a little bit about you know like what he's learned from uh uh what he's learned from him and then also you know the dynamic that he feels that him and Elliot Cadeau kind of bring being the the young guys on this team uh you know and in, in some of the things that they'll be able to provide I also got to talk a little bit with um uh, we talked with Cormac Ryan, Cormac Ryan, some about his experiences playing against UNC and now being on the other side. And he's like, "Hey, man, it's it's water under the bridge for the most part. <laughs> like, it's you know, um, they've accepted me and things like that." Um, somebody did ask him about the, I guess, skirmish he had with Caleb Love. I think it was it last was year. With, it was with Puff Johnson. Love was coming to Puff's defense. Oh, Love yeah, coming yeah, to Puff's right, defense. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody asked him about that, um, you know, as well. And he's like, you know, that stuff is uh, is water under the bridge. It's just funny <laughs> to think about, you know just the landscape of college basketball now, how often, I mean, even Paxson, uh, I asked him some about, you know, what do you remember about that game against Brown? Obviously his dad, that wasn't his first time here because his dad had been a uh, assistant coach here, uh, but he just kind of remembered, you know, taking it all in and now uh, being on the other side of that too. So it's just funny to see the, the different, pa I mean, we're really getting to know these, these players. I know I'm obviously new at, uh, at IC, but just overall, just getting to know these, these players a little bit and, you know, Obviously, the fan base getting to know them, too, because yeah, they, right. they really don't know them uh, outside of the random games they play against UNC, if they played you uh, against UNC at all. Um, so, yeah, I think a big takeaway is just, you know, it's it's really a fresh start. It's funny to say fresh start when you have a fifth-year player on the team, but it is a fresh start. I mean, so many different players. Um, you're building – this roster is kind of constructed to – build toward the future some, but also to like win now. So it's an interesting dynamic there and, you know, getting all those pieces together. Yeah, it's going to be some introductions the first couple yeah. games here, don't you think? You come to Radford or UC Riverside or Lehigh, I think. Is Lehigh the second game? Get your, bring your roster. Yeah, you know, it's like, going to be like a meet and greet. Yeah, you're going down. Yeah, you're going, who's 55? Oh, Harrison, he's yeah. 55. How about this? How about this is an aspect of the transfer portal. Cormac Ryan gets in a dust-up with Puff Johnson <laughs> and Caleb Love on the Smith Center court, and now Puff Johnson and Caleb Love are – not here. Penn State, in Arizona, and, and North Ryan. Carolina. I mean, yeah, Cormac Ryan has come from exactly. South Bend to Chapel Hill. Yeah. Exactly. What, what sure. a, yeah. <laughs> Naturally. I, I had that bet. I mean, I made a lot of money when I bet right after that. Oh, man, you could clean He up. just got ejected from a game, but he's going to be playing at Carolina next year, and they're not going to be. Right. Insane. Anything left, Adam? Fun day in Chapel Hill. I, I enjoyed it. I always enjoy this stuff. I mean, I, I love basketball in general, obviously. No, no offense to football. I love football. But, like, I just – you know, I, I'm looking forward to this season. I don't know, really know what to expect. I think that they have a lot of pieces, but I don't know how it's going to come together. I mean, we thought that last season was they're just going to run it back. It's going to be a redemption <laughs> tour 2.0, and obviously it didn't play out that way. So I think, you know, I think this is a group that uh, is hungry, and I think that they've, they're coming together for the common cause of maybe restoring their own 
maybe some individual reputations and also the, the reputation of we're right outside the Dean Dome here. Also the reputation of this program as a whole. So I'm looking forward to it. You had fun today, right? Didn't Absolutely. You first time. So the first media day I ever came to, 97, 98. Oh, my word. And now we're, what, 25 years later? Antoine, Shimon, All those guys. And then now 25 years later. Uh, it's amazing how many things change, but yet how many things stay the same. It's true. It's the, it's the program, right? You see a lot of the same faces in there. Ingram said today, I was asking him about playing for Jared Hass at Stanford. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, I said, you know, does practice seem the same? He said, I'm telling you, some of these practice plans are exactly the same yep. since Hubert learned under Roy. Jared Hass obviously un- learned un- under Roy. So I started asking about out-of-bounds plays, but he would not go there <laughs> on that, you know. It's fascinating. It's fascinating how the transfer portal has sort of changed college football, college football, college basketball, college athletics. But it does introduce some of those stories that you wouldn't normally have. You never expect it. Yeah, and that's what makes it interesting. Anything left, Jeremiah, before I let you guys get out of here before, I guess, maybe the rain drizzles out of here. One thing Adam said that kind of made me think is what renewed perspectives are there from maybe some of the returning players on what it means to chase a – a championship, a national championship, or AC championship, whatever. Uh, you know, the last, you know, last year that was the whole goal to go get back what they had lost, essentially. Um, and so, and we've heard from, I guess, the last game they played last year, and even a little bit today. You know, some of the things that they maybe learned or, or whatever. So we'll see how they approach this year. Now, I'm sure they have a lot of the same goals, but what is the difference in approach and how to get those goals what are the expectations kind of in place um things like that I'm not going to say anything about like pressure but there is a I think there are adjusted expectations for sure from the outside of like how good this UNC team is can be should be um and and we'll see uh just how that whole thing kind of plays into uh you know the way this season plays out I mean like if they end up getting into conference play um, let's say like in January or whatever, and, you know, they already have, you know, a certain amount of losses, five, six losses, whatever. How are people going <laughs> to react to that if that is what the record is? How are people going to react to that and uh, and things like that? So it'll just be interesting to see as they figure out this team, these lineups, what are the stumbling blocks? What are the things that they just kind of what's, – what's the gold – what's the money in the couch that they just, like, find, you know? So uh, I think it'll be interesting to, to see that. The money in the couch. That's a great reference. Are you going to go try to find the Syracuse football bus and egg it on your way out of here? No, but I, mean, I might I'm go. sure they're already here. But they were, they were pretty nice to me this week. You talked to a couple of Syracuse people I too as well. I did talk to ESPN Radio in Syracuse. So, we all – I think we all got hit up by the orange uh, It's unbelievable. <laughs> they were all over it. But that is uh, – that'll do it from inside Carolina, <laughs> outside the Smith Center student entrance right there it'll be heavily heavily crowded here a month from today north carolina opens the season jeremiah holloway adam smith i'm tommy ashley been listening to inside carolina's on the beat on location at the smith center (laughs) unc media day wrap take a moment to check out all of these guys coverage whether it's stories interviews youtube videos like this one everything you can get from inside carolina some photographs from uh, jim hawkins the best photographer that unc has and certainly that inside carolina has a lot of great content your name my name is tommy ashley and my texts are blowing up it's time for us to go thanks everybody for listening What's up, y'all? 
This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bet. Do average 29 and 11. God, what it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Four, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing.